0: Welcome to the three thirds, Mike, one third scouts podcast. It is episode six in the seventh week of lockdown. Uh, so this week we've seen Captain Tom Moore uh, become a hundred, uh, and we've got a new baby at, at number ten, Simon.
1: Uh, yeah, we have. Yeah, uh, congratulations. But, to g- my guest. I wasn't expecting you to start with that.
2: <laughs> I mean, that
1: I, I, I I thought there was two
2: pieces <laughs> of new news there: that Simon had a baby, and he lived at number ten. <laughs>
1: This is how I'm going to tell my parents. Yeah, through the power of the podcast. So I've been seeing Carrie Simmons for.
0: (laughs) Well, when I said number ten, I just assumed that I'd be
1: number
0: ten.
2: I mean, I think. think, That blonde wig's very realistic, Simon. <laughs> and, I, I, and I know Belinda's been cooking a lot, baking a lot of cakes, but you've, you've really piled on the pounds since I last saw <laughs> you. My well, ankles
1: have been giving me jit. The
0: problem was, <laughs> last week, when I, when I listened back to it, I, I listened back to the opening about four or five times and I was like, oh, I don't like it.
1: So oh, well, you thought, not enough pregnancy
0: like, chat. I don't really know where to go with it. So yeah, uh, yeah, so, yeah Saturday, not had a baby, Boris Johnson's had a baby, and Carrie Simmons has had a baby, yeah. Uh, but and, and out, out of the
1: three of us, out of the three of us, you're three to the one that's not had a baby. Well <laughs>
0: I, I could have gone the other way and I could have said, tell me more about <laughs> Captain Tom Moore. No, he gets <laughs> on my nerves. <laughs> Who well, actually from a? Uh, uh, has been made an on uh, honor England cricketer.
2: He has, yeah,
1: have, I've had enough of him. <laughs>
2: Bit sick of the pensioner doing it for his country. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, where so are we? What, what are we talking about? Now? Are we talking about Tom Moore? Or are we talking about Boris Johnson's baby?
0: I was throwing the weeks out. I, I mean, I wasn't expecting, okay. expert, I wasn't expecting expert analysis, uh, but I thought we'd well, check it out and then
2: I'll give you a uh, the, the new baby joins an exclusive club of only three. I mean, bonus points if you know what the club is. What well, is it babies born in number 10? Babies born to, yeah, current prime ministers. Only three babies ever.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Tony Blair and David Cameron would be the other will won't they? Yeah. It's, quite recent, it's quite a recent thing to start happening, I guess.
2: Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I half expected Churchill to maybe during the war just... <laughs> pop one out, just... <laughs> Bit of good news for the nation
1: <laughs> during those long air raids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. when you, your quiz questions used to be much more football based. Now they're. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's no football happening, so yeah, quarantine's changed
2: you. Yes, but I thought that was quite a, quite a good fact.
1: No, yeah, good fact, good fact, one for the fact fans.
2: What? Uh, fact. What? Fact. So, other than keep up, it... oh, go on.
0: I was going to say, so how has your week been, Ross?
2: Oh, right, okay. (laughs) So my week started off quite expensively because following the show, I think on Monday, um, I went onto a website that sells board games and I spent around £90, £100 on board games that (laughs) evening. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Uh, Do you know how many board games I got for that?
0: I want to say 90 three. to 100.
2: I've got three board games for the price of that. Wow. Um, so yeah, you've board been, games you, are very expensive.
0: I was gonna say, you've been hit by the lockdown price hikes, haven't you?
2: <laughs> they were cheap. They were the cheaper ones. I was looking through this website, and they, they've got hundreds of board games. Lots of quite good yeah, ones. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised they're
2: not selling out at those prices. But, no, the one that has sold out that you can't get costs 150 pounds. Wow! Imagine what money
1: have you got?
2: So, I bought this one called "Hey, That's My Fish" because I thought I'd play it with the kids. And it's quite a nice little game that you get some penguins and you have some icebergs and you got to move around like strategically picking up fish. It's quite nice. Then I bought—I uh, don't know if anyone. I mean, I'm sounding very geeky here. There's a game called Settlers of Catan, which has been voted one of the best board games ever. But he's got a junior version, so because I like the adult version, I' got a junior version for Teddy to play with me, which he's very good at, so that worked out well and then I bought another game called The Chronicles of Crime, which basically you have to download an app on your phone, but it brings it into the 21st century and basically you like you get these scenario like crimes that have happened, you have to solve them, but you like you scan the QR codes on the cards and then you interrogate the suspects and ask them about the evidence and and the, you you go to the crime scenes, and on your phone it's a virtual reality of the crime scene that you have to investigate and search for the evidence and get a card. It's quite good.
1: So, yeah, like, so the, cri- the crimes are assuming like someone's robbed you for thirty quid in in exchange for a board game. I mean, there is a <laughs> there is a
2: computer scientist that you can phone up and ask for <laughs> ask for help in the investigation. Yeah, but no, that was quite. So I spent that, but then I went on the, So with AKL came on Tuesday. the very prompt service.
0: Pretty, Next day delivery.
2: Delivery. pretty much yeah so i was very happy with that uh, and then what else happened i was at work that got in the way of me just being at home and then friday claire had a midwife appointment now this is the really worrying bit got told by the midwife that the baby's pretty much ready to come out and any minute wow so yeah so i thought i had weeks turns out i might just have days to enjoy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then I made the very manly decision to hire a skip. I don't know if you've ever hired a skip before, but it makes you feel like a quite like a man. Back in I a bet skip it, it does, yeah. And the skip came today. So that came at dinner time today. And backing the skip man in to put it on the dry load, on the drive, make sure you had enough room. Felt like a bit On of your a man. drive?
1: It's quite steep, yeah.
2: your drive. I would say, yeah. Well, that's
1: what I, I,
2: I, I, we, I thought we would have gone you? on the road. Well, you have to pay extra for a permit if you want it on the road. Oh, right. So we, we told all the people that we phoned up saying we've got quite a steep drive, so we might well put it on the road. I think for the fact that the actual skip companies don't get any money for the permits you pay or goes to the council, they are all quite keen to just put it on your drive because every single one we phoned and told them it got a steep drive. No, we'll get it on. Don't you worry. We'll get it on. <laughs> so the guy put it oh, on the wow. drive. So at 12 o'clock today, you put it on. Five o'clock tonight, it was full. What, from your I mean, neighbours
1: filling it up for you?
2: No, on it, we emptied the garage of all old furniture, and I demolished the shed in my garden, which was very fun, just getting a hammer and then whacking at things. <laughs> it's great therapy. The only, the only down part about breaking a shed up was the amount of spiders, which I wasn't too keen on. because they, they, Oh, they, yeah. The smallest wh- little crack a massive spider
1: crawls out of. And where where they crawled to? Well, they... they, so they need they crawled to crawl them off going towards your house. You need, to, but, you need them to well, go, go the other way. They,
2: I think they, they crawled out of where they were hiding from, looked what was going on, then crawled back in. And then because I managed to keep quite a lot of big bits intact, I just picked the big bits intact up and just chucked it in the skip. Oh, so they're all in the skip now? Oh, they must be... Thousands in the skip. Like I would not want to jump in there. That would it would be worse than like I'm a celebrity going in there. I think we've we've so got my, a, we've
0: got a wasp problem. There's oh well, wasps in this everywhere
2: it, in the shed, I found the start of a wasp nest as well. It's amazing what you find when you go into places you never normally go. Yeah, how long have you
0: lived at that address?
2: Four years. These things have been on my to-do list for four years. I can finally <laughs> cross them off now. It's only took a global
1: pandemic to clear out the garage, but it's amazing what you get done when you've got the time, isn't it? So the what's less than the cost of the board games, you've been stung twice this week. Well.
2: The, so the,
1: the what, skip, what i to what ask questions about is, yeah. right, so these skip firms, they were all like, oh, yeah, we'll be able to put it on. Yeah. I wouldn't be too worried about being able to put the the skip on the drive, and for people that a lot of people listening to this will never have seen your drive. It, well, it, I mean, it really is steep. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, I, we're
2: I, talking I forty five degree angle,
1: aren't
2: we? Well, maybe not that extreme, but it's quite steep. I thought this, but when he when he put it on, I thought that'd but, that doesn't look that bad it, actually.
1: The, the the point I was going to make was, yeah, all right, you can put it, anyone can put a skip on there. <laughs> I. <laughs> my concern Ross is how easy is it to get the skip back off again when it's full well I mean on that, the angle I,
2: that's not for me to worry about
1: your...
2: <laughs> I mean I, I, that's, I, I, that's I, for I, the driver turning up
0: I'd be slightly more worried about the fact that a, 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 an empty shed might not be as bad but a full shed shooting down your driveway into your out <laughs> <laughs> Wow <Well, laughs> I mean that I... There's a lot of plugging in that. You know what it is.
2: Well, it just take the garage door, but I do want a new garage door anyway, so it might be like a handy little... <laughs> no, well, we need to get that done now, don't we? So yeah, having a great day. I mean, it's like... It, you know what it felt like as well? You know when you used to go to the uh, the tip when you were a kid, and you didn't have to care about sorting everything out, and you could just chuck it on yeah. a big pile and smash everything. It brought you back to them days because you didn't have to care. It was just kids picking up rubbish and just chucking it in wherever you wanted it to go, trying to smash things and do as much damage as possible. Brilliant. I mean, you can you can go, go into town. town. Well, you could have gone into town before coronavirus. People pay for these experiences where you go in rooms and smash stuff up, don't they? Yeah. Well,
1: Actually, I, I, I cycled into the... town the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah, I just thought, you know. I, could, I thought I'd go for a cycle, and I was like,
0: oh, see what it's like in town. Quiet is I the want, Oh, I saw you put... you cycled to work.
1: No, no, I, I just thought I'd see what it was like in the centre of Manchester. Yeah, really, it's really weird. when you sort of, it's like the middle of the day, and it's dead quiet. So where did you go? I sort of, so I cycled down Bury New Road from mine, and then I sort of went up Market Street, and then sort of down past the where the works is, and then down Cheetah Mill Road, sort of back to mine. All right. It's on a nice little loop.
0: And it was just pretty empty everywhere.
1: But, yeah, it was just dead everywhere, yeah. I suppose. But, uh, yeah, it's very surreal. Although, actually, on Market... There were a few people walk, walking around on Market Street. I suppose there are quite a lot of people that actually just live in the centre of town, aren't they? Yeah. Like, and- there is a lot of flats.
0: And there's quite a lot of banks, if you think, if you think Market Street now, there's about... I think oh, yeah, like, there's
1: two, big Mar- queues outside banks, yeah. about
0: seven banks, I think, on Market Street now, so... All Why are
2: people queuing outside banks?
0: Because you're all that What are you to the bank
2: for? Yeah, but what are you going to the bank for? Well, what people working cash, I guess.
0: Simon wasn't surveying them as he was... As he was... <laughs> <laughs> but...
2: I, just thought, I just thought, during these times, everyone, everyone went to the card option.
0: No, people still need to go to the bank. I don't, know what for, I don't know what people need to go to the bank for, but loads of people need to go to the bank, clearly. Even even when yeah. I, even when I've driven through Whitefield and I've seen people, there's always been at least a couple of people still outside the bank.
2: Ah, well, there you go. i, I tell you what, I, also, I, went, I went for a run. I did my first bit of exercise during lockdown this week. Oh, wow. That was hard.
1: But prepare, preparing yourself for the manual labour to come?
2: Yeah, well, no, I thought... Football might start back up soon, so I better get myself <laughs> fit. But I did five k, took me like thirty-five minutes. But I, only, I my knees, I like, I thought I'm getting old now because you know when <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was thinking my knees are going here, and like I've never thought that before. So that that's a that's a definite age thing, isn't it? Someone's knees going. So I don't think
0: I could run five k anymore.
2: Well, I was disappointed with that effort. I I was I was nearly dying. Yeah. You Knees, know, I've got a really bad neck as well. I don't know what I've, how I've been
1: running. Like Paula Radcliffe, I must have been like, shaking my head around. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I spent most, most of this lockdown doing is ignoring challenges I've been tagged in on social media. <laughs> a, no- a number of people have tagged me in that 5K thing. I've just ignored it every time. Uh, I thought you were going to say you were friends with Jamie Carragher.
0: <laughs> did, uh, did you not fancy posting up a world record?
1: No, no, I would not be able to beat Britney Spears. But um, yeah. well, I, I you know. I generally think I, I really worries me these people that are clearly lying about the lying about the times they're running. You like how in, how insecure are you? But you know, whatever, whatever works for people. Cheesy, what have you been
2: up to? Well, I made a big decision
0: this week to get rid of the beard. Or oh, the lack oh, of. Yeah. it, no. God. <laughs> Off it. <laughs> I thought I thought we didn't talk about it we've not talked about it for two weeks so I was like so I let, let it kind of grow as much as I thought it was going to grow again I thought it'll be fine I thought I'll, I'll trim it down and I thought the bits where it's not growing the, so I, how did you get rid of
2: it did you just go outside <laughs> in the wind <laughs>
0: <laughs> it helped I'm not going to lie um, but no it, it took me about I don't know maybe about 30 seconds to get rid of it it, it, it wasn't it wasn't a tough job I've got a quick
2: question, Cheddar, on the theme of hair. How's your uh, Corona cut coming along? Uh,
0: it's, well, it's getting to it's getting to almost tennis ball. It's not like it's not um, it's not prickly under the under the hands anymore when you rub it backwards and forwards. It's getting tennis ball length. But I did notice it you, uh, it's, getting quite, it's getting quite long at the, it's getting quite long at the at the sides. It just looks it just doesn't look great anymore.
2: And are you uh, are you te- are you re- going to redo it?
0: Well, I've. I've Funnily enough, this week I've took the Clippers back to my brothers. I was like, "Oh, I thought, do I really want to? Should I've done the clip? I've done it again first before I did that?" And I was like, "Oh, so I've not, I've left it. I've just thought, I thought we'll wait and see how it goes. If it, if, it, if it's another couple of weeks, and I think another couple of weeks might be a bit bad for it, then I'll, 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 trim it off again." But I'm trying to plan it. Whereas if we go back to work, I haven't got a ball there to go back to work because I, so I thought if I might have a ball and a beard, it might not look that bad, but. I can't go a bit now, so 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 I just look like a fourteen-year-old boy (laughs) again.
2: I mean, how do you find it, Ross? I might, I might, I think I might redo it. I mean, I think I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it grow out again and get a proper haircut when it's all happened. But I think I might have to because, like you say, it's just getting a bit. It's getting to that point where now you feel like. Like, like I, the other day, I had bed head. Like I had bed hair. Like it was sticking up on one side a little bit. And I thought, if you got a shaved head, it shouldn't really stick up on one side, should it? So I thought, no, yeah, it, a must bit be, too. it must be growing that fast. That's like it wasn't like it, it wasn't massive. Like it wasn't massive. <laughs> it wasn't massive, but I could notice it. And probably other people didn't, but I noticed it. So I thought maybe it's time to get it done again.
0: Probably should have done Which my
2: one of them ones. You don't want to leave it too late, because then everyone can see each other again. But then if you do it too early, then it grows back again. So, it's tricky to know what to do.
0: I think if I'd have done, done mine again, I only did a two, so I think if I did it again, I think I would have done a one. So, I don't know. I quite about About a week ago, about a week and a half ago, I quite like the length, so... What about yeah. it like that for longer? But I've, I've got the, the, the balding patch that I've got in the middle now is worrying me. So I think I'm going to grow my hair for as long as possible, and then when when so when it starts to fall out in the middle and I look like Ronaldo, then um, I'll, I'll have to shave it all off.
2: Anyway, what we're talking about this week.
0: Uh, so we have got lots to do. So we're going to catch up with Project Restart. Uh, there's been, there was uh, a meeting that took place with the Premier League last week. Uh, we have finally got our conclusion, hopefully, of the World Cup of Crisps. And then uh, we've got a very novel idea uh, of Ross and Simon have picked three Liverpool players who they would like to spend lockdown with, um, and I have picked three Manchester United players who I would like to spend the rest of my lockdown with.
2: Well, I uh, said you've you said liked. I said I think I said could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got <laughs> players I could tolerate. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I know United um, players are a lot nicer than Liverpool players,
0: but well, the thing was, I had to get the I had to get the squad list up because I was like, I really don't know. I thought I could be missing a Gen here. I even I, even, I thought, well, maybe oh. even Scott Mc, I thought maybe even Scott McTominay.
2: Come on, you, <laughs> you, you didn't have to get United's superstar filled squad list up, did you? Well, what, you knew do get... it. I can't believe I'm. Well, I, and
1: also, you're spoiled for choice. I mean, there's loads of Manchester United players. I'd, I'd love to spend time with.
0: Well, it took me ages to get through the defenders. You got twelve of them.
2: <laughs> Can <laughs> never have too many. many. Got shows what a one-man team you are. Just relying on Van Dyke that you don't have. <laughs> any <of them>.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Uh, we'll be back uh, after this. So we're going to talk about Project Restart and where we're up to this week. Um, The meeting last week uh, that the the club's had uh, and there's a few things that look like it's come out of there with a few uh, leaks, uh, I would imagine, as well, and a few speculations. So it looks like everything's going to be played at neutral venues, Ross. How do you feel about that?
2: Uh, To be honest, as a United fan, it doesn't bother me that much because I generally think that United has... pretty much the same away from home as they are at home at the minute so playing at a neutral venue I don't think it has that much impact on what would happen Um, I mean the the bigger thing is I think the thing that affects things more rather than a neutral venue is that no fans being at the stadium so regardless of whether you're at your own stadium or you're at a neutral stadium if your fans aren't there it doesn't really make that much difference I don't think I mean, I don't think, like, like for instance, United, United going to play at Anfield when there's no fans there isn't really going to make. It's not you're not going into like a hostile, intimidating atmosphere, are you? So I don't. It, to be to be honest, I don't think the neutral venue really matters. I, I think it's a sensible decision to try and get things like you limit things as much, Like we said last week, you limit things as much as possible to how many places you're visiting and who's going into contact as much as possible. So I think it seems sensible.
0: Well, they've they've said they've kind of given the list of it looked like the neutral venues will be grounds that are away from urban areas. So they've given uh, both the Old Trafford and the Etihad, Brighton, Southampton, Wembley, Leicester, Villa, and Arsenal look like the grounds that if if they were going to use that, those are the grounds will use. So there's not they've not talked about uh, Saint George's Park or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting. What I mean, what looks like as well that's going to happen is that next season will also start without fans in. In grounds, do you think it do you think it'll have a massive impact, Simon?
1: Oh well, yes, it's undoubtedly going to have a massive impact. I mean, I I am sort of pro the neutral venue thing. I I think the thing is, none of the options are fair, and none of the options look likely. But ultimately, one of them, you know, one of these unfair and unlikely options has to happen. And I think neutral venues is the one that is probably most likely to happen. I think it'd be a long time until we're in a situation where fans are prepared. Uh, uh, fans are either allowed to go to football or even prepared to go to the football you know i think it'll be a long time to so we're going to the pub again and these will be the last things that will come back so in a way you know a bit like ross i sort of feel like if it's not if you're not gonna have fans there it doesn't really matter where where the match is at i do think i mean i heard some talk about them it all happening abroad and like maybe in australia or new zealand or somewhere like that but i think it will have to happen in the uk i don't think any yeah, I just don't think players would be prepared to sort of fly to the opposite side of the world or, or anything like that. But yeah, I, I'm pro neutral grounds in the UK if, if that's sort of a possible way of going.
2: Nick, I mean, i never Nick, until until you said cheesy about Saint George's Park, I'd never even considered that an option. But now you've said that, I think that would be brilliant. Imagine the Premier League being played on pitches next to each other, side by side, Sunday League style. <laughs> where the ball gets kicked off a united match and it goes and interrupts a city match, and you have to stand there on the sidelines waiting for them to kick it back
0: well this That's is brilliant, this is what this is where t v comes into it so the, one of the other things um is about obviously everything no no two games will be on the same, but there's also like they 've introduced they're looking to introduce more um interaction with the fans so they 've talked about like half time player interviews and maybe cameras in the cameras in the changing rooms. I don't know any premiership manager, well, maybe apart from the the, the maybe apart from Mourinho, because um, I suppose i have already got this documentary on the go, that he's gonna want uh, cameras in their uh, in their changing yeah, then, rooms.
2: I, I don't think that's a go and the thing is like I don't want that because I don't want a load of nonsense fans asking silly questions, to be honest. But I also think that if you start doing it now, then when everything starts to get back to normal, people will expect that to continue happening, if you get what I mean. Yeah. And I don't know if it will. So I don't see the pot. You might as well just put a standard show out there like you're doing and then just go from there.
0: And then the other big thing this week was also as well about uh, the clubs that are facing relegation. So if uh, home advantage is taken off the table, a lot of the it looks like the bottom six clubs uh, want relegation to be taken off the table.
1: Yeah, I mean, but, they also, not... but the thing is, uh, uh, the Championship Clubs still want promotion to be on the table, though, don't they? And then, you know, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that the teams near the bottom want relegation to, to be taken out of it. But <laughs> yeah, I, don't, sure. I, I think I think you just have to accept it is unfair. And a team will go down and they'll think, oh, that's that's worked out badly for us. But I think we've just got to be grown up and say that's tough. I I really think... so. One idea I did see was like no one would get relegated and like basically Leeds and West Brom would get promoted and then we just like relegate five teams next year. But I just don't think it'd work. And I think if you end up in a situation where next season you have more than three teams getting relegated, I think, I think it'll really mess up the Premier League and I think it'll ruin it a bit because like, you'll end up in a situation where a team near the bottom, like, if like five teams get getting relegated, Chances are, a team near the bottom will probably get cut adrift. You know, two, maybe one or two teams will get cut adrift quite like really early on in like February, and then there's going to be, you know, you think, you know, three teams getting relegated, and Norwich already look fairly, you know, fairly cut adrift as it is, and you you wonder what these teams then have to play for for the rest of the season. So I think it'll, I think it'd be rubbish if you had five teams, and it also just. Mean next, it just—I sort of feel like we just need to try and deal with this season now and try and have as few knock-on offence the fence for next season as we can. See, so, yeah, yeah, I
2: mean the other thing.
1: Go on. The other thing with it, with it, with this uh,
2: relegation club saying that, like we said, they're going to miss out on their home form. I've quickly got the home, the home league table up of their home games it's pretty much the bottom six that have got the worst home records anyway. Well, so it's not like... why they're in the bottom six, yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's not its not like they've got this really great home record that's keeping that they've got a chance with. They're doing terribly with it. So it's not really going to make that much difference. It's just, it, it is just them thinking about the money in future things and thinking, we need to be in the Premier League here. How can we do it? How can we get another cash injection coming up? And I think, to be honest, it's a bit cynical and a bit... It winds me up a little bit. It is opportunism, isn't it? Yeah. uh, Yes. Like, it's not great if you get relegated this way, but then it's not great for anyone at any point. It's not great for any team doing this situation. But for this next few months, there just has to be a plan where you get through it. And teams just, like you say, teams just need to be grown up and accept it.
0: Yeah I think there was I think I'd seen something from um a Norwich fan on Twitter that had put out that he listed the I think Norwich have got five home games left out of their um out of their nine games that are left and the, I mean to be fair to Norwich they're against teams that are in and around them they're not I don't think they're against much of many of the big six and um w- one fan was saying well we can win all five of these games and somebody else said well you've only won four home games all season so <laughs> it's uh, anybody can look at fixtures and go well actually we could win all them or well, the fact of the well, matter is, is you've only <laughs>
2: It was the same with. uh, I read an article in the NBN about um, how United would be worse off if if they did it on this points per game system. And they were saying, like, basically, the average, the running, the average position of United's fixtures, they'd be around, the, the average position of the teams would be around 12th, which would be the lowest of everyone pitting for a Champions League spot. And I thought, I mean, have we watched United all season? Because they've done terribly against teams below them. They've got a running where it's against Liverpool, Leicester, because yeah. that's the one who picks up the most points. So it, it regardless of who you're choosing, who you're doing this for, like every team plays better against you just there is no fair way of doing it. And the only fair way of doing it is if you can't see out the rest of the matches. And if the only fair way of doing that is neutral venues with no fans there, then so be it. That's what it has to be.
0: You're almost turning around going, Well, you had five players you had five players out injured last last, last week. Uh, or last time you played, and now everybody's back fit. Well, you so we can't have them. You can't pick them five players this time because it's it's not fair. It's like it's just it's one of them things. It's just that's just how it's how it's broken, unfortunately.
2: Uh, and I would to say, the, go on. I would say quickly. Uh, I don't know if anyone saw uh, the Frank Lampard interview that he did, asking about the restart of football. And he, he, I thought he made a very valid point that, um, like, football shouldn't be restarted until uh, frontline health workers get all the. Like they're getting all the support that they need and the percent of equipment they need, and uh, but and um, footballers suddenly get prioritised because it's a money-making thing. You don't want to sit well with them, which I thought was a very valid point that we need to we need to ensure that things are right in other areas of the country before. I know football is important to a lot of people, but it is a bit wrangling that yeah. footballers get tested twice a week, which is what they were talking about, whereas NHS staff aren't being tested and things like that. So. There's a lot of politics involved with how this thing, how this goes. And I think football and the Premier League, especially, they have to think about their image going forward and that they don't want to damage that and put too many people off because it is such a massive money, money generator. If they do anything to damage their reputation, yes, you will still have a lot of fans that go and, and a lot of fans that interact with it. But there's a lot of casual fans that might switch off from the way, it's, the way this is handled. So I think they need to be very careful, really.
0: Well, there's a couple of there's a couple of other things along with that. Is what what would happen if players got if players tested positive? If you think about if well, like what what's happened in Germany. So last week we were saying that the Germans were well ahead of us. They were they were due to start playing I think next week, uh, and three of the Cologne players have, have tested positive for coronavirus. So everything that the Germans were planning has been put on the back burner, um, and with no real date of to when it.
1: Yeah, they had, they had ten, 10 positive results sure. over over the top two divisions in Germany. You know, I thought that was quite a lot. You know, I think the Germans may have been a bit fast in sort of putting these hard dates down on when they want to start again. I think Spain are also looking to come back in early June, aren't
0: they? Yeah.
1: Although Spain, Spain but, in general, have started relaxing restrictions.
0: Yeah, I top think top in Italy as well today as well, haven't they?
2: Yeah. I think this is one of the difficult things, though, because like you can have the virus but be asymptomatic, can't you? So... There could be a lot of people just carrying it that you just don't know. So, I mean, it sounded like a scientific, like a World Health Organization podcast here, but unless, <laughs> unless you do test, 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 then you're not going to know, are you? So, I mean, in some ways, in some ways, these 10 cases being found in Germany, yeah, you could say, oh, maybe they did it too early. But in some ways, you could say, well, it's prompted testing, they found these things out, and then, you could say they're in a stronger position to know when they're going to come back because they've got this idea of where everyone is in terms of having had it or yeah. not. Whereas the Premier League could say, "Right, we're going to come back, they get everyone back, and then test, and they find out there's 10, 15 cases of
1: coronavirus flying around some clubs." Right. Well, that puts us back again. So, and it, the thing it, is, if, if you think it's weird listening to us three chatting about um, like health and talking about testing and stuff. Imagine how weird it'll be tomorrow. when Chris Whitty's talk about his favourite lunch. <laughs> I'm, exactly.
0: I'm waiting for that. I might, I might, uh, I might broach that question. I might see. If I can put that question in and get. Uh...
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, how how do you go about getting a, a question asked to the to the government on the day oh, of the daily briefing?
1: Oh no, there's a link you can go. Up. Yeah, you can
2: go. Oh, So we could.
1: Yeah, I mean, it oh, must I... be time. I mean, pretty much. They had, I know where uh, Gurn, uh, the Isle of, is it the Isle of Wight that they're going to do this test Yeah. Two, like a radio station and a newspaper from the Isle of Wight had questions on uh, today. So, I mean, they can't be the, much bigger than this podcast. Absolutely. And the Stoke Chronicle got on there, didn't they? Yeah. So, you can always. Yeah. It, we, I mean, who, I mean, a hypothetical
2: question we got on who, who would be the, who's, who's the face of, of the podcast that would go on and ask the question? <laughs>
0: oh. Yeah, that's, we'd have to draw a lot. It'd have to be Simon,
1: surely. Yeah, well, we would we brainstorm up a question between us. I mean, really, we'd have. To, I think we'd have to just bite the bullet and go against social distancing, and we'd have to all three of us would have to go around to one or your <laughs> houses.
0: <laughs> and say, two meters
2: apart, f- Boris. We're not listening to your rules. What are you going to do about it? Right, here's the question. <laughs> skips
1: or <all> waivers.
2: <laughs> yeah, send in some really intelligent questions so we get on. And just go, right, Boris, we're at the final of the World Cup, Chris, now. <laughs>
1: When you're on your deathbed, that's they said you could have one final packet. <laughs> well, that's
0: the thing. Everybody seems to ask for a follow-up question, and then they've been almost like they've been encouraging. Have you? Have you got a follow-up question? Have you got anything else to say? So you go in with the real, the great medical question that everybody wants to know about, and then you just, oh, just a quick follow-up question. What is your favourite packet of crisps? Uh, and just see what happens. I mean, you probably just get shut down, and, and they would probably just cut you off. But you know, nobody's nobody's tried it yet, so we'll wait and see.
1: And in, in terms of which one of us goes forward, I think given your quiz knowledge of uh, your fat knowledge of babies born in Downing Street, Ross, I think you've, you've probably got the, the, the oh. inside track. Oh well, your best mean, qualified. What, I,
2: what I like to you is, is you said no one's tried it yet, as if Robert Peston and Laura <laughs> Koonsberg. <laughs> I gonna, I've run out of questions. What bloody hell am I going to ask? Oh,
0: I mean, I mean, what? I mean, how many consecutive days of? Uh... Of press conferences have we had how many more questions there <laughs> to ask
2: ah exactly a lot of people I mean I was thinking it would, we went in lockdown before my birthday yeah and we're not even in the, we're in a, We're in, a, we're in a, the second month after my birthday now well, what, a bit
0: depressing 40, really. 43rd day I think it is it might actually 23rd we went into lockdown it's what is it the 43rd day or something now
1: yeah, is, yeah. It, is this what it's like in your 30s <laughs> rubbish You're rubbish isn't it <laughs>
0: You don't go to the the pubs as much. Yeah. I only
1: turned 30 in January. It's just...
2: (laughs) I mean, I know that me and Cheesy present a happy-go-lucky facade when we see you in person, but this is what what real life for us (laughs) is like. This is what it's always
1: like, yeah.
0: (laughs) We're just waiting for you to... I mean, you've you've looked out all all the time you've been a lifetime if you've been to the supermarket never have to queue up. So, I mean, you've...
1: yeah I, I, when I was in my 20s I used to go outside all the time
2: you you show off
0: <laughs> yeah well it's not the going outside it's the, it's yeah. the seeing
1: anybody else <laughs> uh, right well Love well, well, Island got cancelled today as well he did yeah. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. yeah I know I, I, I imagine if I'd spent all weekend working on my application I was fuming
0: they said uh, they said they, oh, said they right. were going to move it to Cornwall but they said it would not quite the same yes. show <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh was the one thing that's going to make me watch <laughs> what when the rain sets in <laughs>
2: they to put the hoodies on <laughs>
0: anoraks on and wellies yeah uh, right one final thing before we finish um, the FA Cup games look like so the season looks like it's due to finish at the beginning of August uh, there'll be a week's break um, which is a week's break for whatever reason. Uh, pre-season will then come back, but all of the FA Cup games we played at Wembley and the final will be on the 8th of August.
1: I mean, my feeling is, uh, my feeling about the whole sort of bringing football back is, let's just try and get the Premier League finished. And I I, I sort of feel, or, or like leagues around Europe finished, I sort of feel like with Cups, but well, I don't really care. I'm a bit like, yeah, you know, I think they're like F1's second thought, aren't they? I think the FA Cup will have to try and fit in somewhere. Champions League will have to try and fit in somewhere but I don't think anyone's prioritising it and I think, you know, if if they just scrapped the FA Cup this year, I really wouldn't be, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd happily let that slide in amongst all the other things that's going on in the world I I completely agree the other thing I thought, just
2: before we do finish obviously say, seasons like I the the Dutch um, Dutch top division's been cancelled, hasn't it? The uh, Paris Saint Germain have been awarded the title. La Liga, of France. Huh? Yeah. Uh, so these loads of leagues being cancelled, this massively affects. I don't know. People won't think about this, but players' stats doesn't it? Like the, their opportunities, like top goal scorers to score goals. You know, like Messi and Ronaldo are going obviously going for records, records, records.
1: So you're saying if like, like... gets cancelled and La Liga gets the finish.
2: Well, that's that's ten games. Someone else has had to play extra. And I know. You could work it out at the goals per game, but normally people just go, "Well, he scored five hundred goals." Well, five hundred goals is a bit much, but you could score ten hat tricks in that time. I'd just say it's just a little, it's just after side, just just tweaks the stats a little bit, doesn't it? And and I think the other thing I thought, if you're a footballer, and ten ten games each season gets cut out. A little bit annoyed, don't you?
0: Well, you imagine, imagine if you were Wayne Rooney and you were going for England's top goal scorer, and you weren't going to play an in England international for however long. I, I, yeah, that, that's
2: what I'm. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You don't. It's little, little things like this that you don't. But I've only really thought of like in the last couple of days. I thought it's a bit. I mean, the players must be boys well, must be a bit annoyed as well. Like, I mean, kind of like, I mean, it's all kind of worked out.
0: I mean, I'm fairly annoyed that uh, Liverpool are playing the best football they've ever played in the in the Premier League era. And we kind of sat here and there's been nothing. There's no football.
1: On.
2: Yeah, you're on your own there.
0: Chaser. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Thank you very much. We'll be back after this um, with our final of the World Cup of Crisps. So we are going to conclude our World Cup of Chris. Um So in order to do that, we're up to the quarterfinal stage, but we need to do the quarterfinal draw. So as the adjudicator of the draw, Ross, you will draw the home teams. Simon, oh. you, will draw, you will draw the away team. Yeah, we'll just
1: have to trust you to do it honestly, won't we? Well, the, I mean,
0: I, I mean, for, e- for ease of, um, Ross, do you just want to draw one to four, and then Simon do you just want to draw five to eight, or do you want to mix whoa, it up? Whoa, whoa, and... whoa! No, no, no! Well,
1: I'm not, I, I not, mean, I'm not. I, I want, away. I, <laughs> you can't wait the draw like that.
2: I, I like I, I just sorry, just to jump back. I like Simon's. We're trusting you to be fair. I mean, which is pot calling kettle, <laughs> <massively>, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? But. Uh...
1: As someone that has done t- coin tosses over the phone with you two for about five years now, <laughs> I, I don't really want to go into detail why I'm, I have doubts <laughs> about the honesty.
0: Well, my my biggest problem is when we get to game three and somebody says, oh, can we have number three? And I, I'll have number three. And I was like, no, we picked that in round one. And I was like, oh, well, have seven. No, we picked that in round three. You can't have that one.
2: I mean, the, the other thing, unless Cheesy's got massive shares in, I don't know... Is <laughs> Doritos. He's got nothing to really gain from this, has it? <laughs> <laughs> and then again, if he has got massive share of Doritos, I don't think us claiming them the winner is really going to do no. anything. With it. Oh well, we'll we'll yeah. see, won't
0: we? Absolutely not. I was trying to change up. The, I was trying to change up the draw, but it, it does. It does not matter. It does not matter in the slightest. But we can go. We can go at it however which way you want to do it. So um, shall, shall I? Shall I toss a coin?
1: I uh, no, it's okay. Oh, I've, got, no. I've got, I've got, I've got a coin here. <laughs> 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 Heads or tails, Ross? I'll uh, have tails. No, his head's unlucky. So, I, do give that. I'm pulling you away, away, uh, uh, Chris. So, I'll, I'll call second. Okay, oh, right. So, what, what are we, um,
2: so what the number's up to? Eight. Eight. Right. Okay. Joe, so are you gonna? Are you gonna get? Oh no. I suppose you can't give the numbers out can you like <laughs> you would not <know>, <laughs>
1: yeah <it was> look <laughs> out for <laughs> 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 okay, so if people so go back and listen to the last two weeks uh, podcast and they'll they'll see the the Chris World Cup we, we've gone through the last 16 stage so eight have yeah. already been knocked out they're on their way home losers losers right um,
2: okay so, here so we go I'll, I'm going to That's my rustling round noise. It's number five.
0: Number five is sea salt and vinegar cattle chips.
1: A home tie for the big spenders. Uh, Number five, and then they'll play Uh, number eight.
0: Number eight, Quavers. Oh.
1: I mean, I, oh. I'm not, I'm not wanting to criticize you, Cheesy. You know, we're a collective. We try and work together. But when Mark Chapman does this, he would then throw in a stat. Oh, go, not,
0: the thing was, I'm he'd, not really. Oh,
1: that's the first time Quavers have got to the quarterfinal since 1976. Or, or <laughs> Something like that, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, you know, the oh, a repeat of the 1937 World Cup final. That's that's all, that's the sort of thing he'd throw
0: all, in. Right, all, right, all right, let me let me uh, <laughs> let me get the iPad up. I'll see if I can find some stats for you. What?
2: You know what, you said that. The first thing we did before this thing, because I'm sat on a laptop again, <laughs> I typed in on Google, facts about crisps. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just give you the first fun fact that came up. The average the average crisp is between 0.04 and 0.09 of an inch thick.
1: There you go, Matt. Wow. First fu- that's, first one there. That's, that's thicker than I thought it would have been. Oh zero nine. A, uh, point zero nine. Not not point, yeah, nine. point zero Yeah, all yeah, oh, right, yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. N- not point nine yeah, of that like an inch. Yeah, because that's like an inch, Yeah, I was thinking just... I was thinking I was thinking you're measuring it the wrong way. That's just a chip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Obviously just eating bags of potatoes.
2: <laughs> right, okay. So so what, we on this next home draw?
0: Next home draw, yeah.
2: Right, okay, so we got, we've got five <laughs> we've got five and eight. <laughs> It's number three, cheeser.
0: Number three. Pickled onion monster munch.
2: Ooh. A very devilish opponent. No one wants to go
1: in the monster munch hut. Do they? Tough place to go, in it. Tough place to go. Uh they'll play number one.
0: They'll play number one. Walkers ready salted. The classic.
2: What? Uh another fun fact for you. It takes about five to six potatoes, or 600 grams of potatoes, to make a 150-gram bag of chips. There you go. Bag of crisps. There you go. Number fun fact. Okay. So, Monster Munch versus what? Uh, Walker's Ready Solid. Walker. Oof. ah, that's That's a tough one. Right, okay. Number
0: seven. Great, Great teams left in the hat. Seven. Pringles Sour Cream.
2: You don't dip a Pringle, do you, Cheezer? <laughs> uh, oh, uh, have we had number six
0: yet? We haven't had number six, and they will That's play. Right? They'll play Worcester sauce French fries.
2: Ooh. Uh, a number, another, another fact for you. Uh, the man that invented the Pringles can, Frederick J. Bauer, died in May 2008 and his cremated ashes were buried in a Pringles can. There you go. A little fun fact. So what numbers are left, Cheezer?
0: Uh Two and four. that went
2: straight out in the recycling. <laughs> well, no, that's a tricky thing to recycle, isn't it? because it's full of cardboard and metal. No, which yeah. Which, which bin you put it in? Uh, right, okay. I'll have
0: number four, cheesy. Number four is nice and spicy knickknacks with the home draw. And
2: what oh. uh, is number, number seven left I, in the bag? I felt like nice and spicy knickknacks, they needed a home draw.
1: Yeah, they did, yeah. Uh,
0: they're going up against number two. So make sure you pick number two out, Simon.
2: Oh, yeah, sorry, number two.
0: Uh, salt and vinegar discos. Oh, wow. That's a. I think that's a like. you on it. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the final. That's that should have been the final.
2: That's, that's the most, the most, flavorsome of the matches. It feels like one of the flamboyant. Yeah, like you get a lot. You get a lot of the uh, like JJ Kochers in that team. And then, <laughs> yeah, in that fixture. It, it, it's the Ross. It's
0: the Ross derby. That one.
2: Oh, I, I mean, if, if someone ever describes me as flamboyant, that, that's when I die and go to heaven. I no, mean, I've never been <laughs> described as flamboyant in my life. <laughs>
1: You show me a man that puts a skip at a right angle on his drive and I, uh, I'll tell you a brilliant man, <laughs> What I really want to know, Cheesy, is uh, obviously, I, I just assume you've done this so it's more of a question of which one you've gone to but normally during, like when you watch the FA Cup draw Jim Rosenthal or Mark Chapman they will go to a ground or they'll be in like a supporters club so, are you outside the knickknack factory as you're doing this?
2: We, you know, it's, um, in the
1: blue, it's in the blue belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you'd have like the chairman from one of the smaller clubs saying, <laughs> oh, no, this is exactly what we wanted. Away at Man United.
0: <laughs> we, we managed to get a fan from
1: everyone. We just lined up the back. <laughs> yeah. First person. They're all very, they're all very quiet, Cheesy.
0: Yeah, or the, the, the full, they've got a mouthful of crisps. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the owner Mr Walker there like Espe- especially the,
0: especially the guy has got the Pringles once he's once he's potty- <laughs> there we
2: go
0: right so we are we so we're going to play out the games
2: let's go for it yeah let's go for the Pringles okay so
0: quarter know so, uh, a uh, quick question quick question have one,
2: you one. have you split have you split them into halves
0: uh, halves of the draw I, I can not well I can split them into halves of the draw yeah well unless you want to do another draw again
2: well, I thought you'd figured this out. I was just asking for claret. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, I did, I did,
0: I, I did have a half of the draw last time, and then we said, no, we'll do it. We'll do the draw. So we've done the draw. So I can do it. It doesn't matter. I can do it the same way I was going to do it before. I have thought about okay. this as I've, been, as I've been going along. Uh,
2: okay. So, so what's what's the first tie
0: then? So the final number one sees sea salt and vinegar kettle chips against Quavers. Well, Simon, you were you were a big Quavers man. You got Quavers to where they are in
1: this game. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been backing Quavers a long time. It's a tough place to go. Um, sea salt, but you know, I, I just for me, it's Quavers.
2: I mean, I'm going to have to for, for me. I mean, if I'm going to the pub with my family, the one thing that's going to keep my kids quiet is Quavers. If I pull out the sea salt and kettle, sea salt and whatever kettle chips. They're not really going to be that interested, but I pull out a big bag of Quavers and stick it in front of them. That's going to allow them to be cu- the two kids to be quiet while I happily sip my pint. So the Quavers has to go do it for me.
1: Yeah, Quavers all the way. Quavers, it is. I mean, I, feel,
2: I feel I feel like the, the kettle chips are a bit like PSG. They offer so much. Yeah. They've got all the money out there, but then when it comes to the real cut and thrust of it, they just lack it. They don't. They don't come up against against the teams that just know how to go get about the business. Well, just that's all overpaid, aren't they? So yeah, much exactly. potential. Exactly. But, but they don't have enough competitive matches throughout the season. That's that's the problem.
0: And I mean, going out in the quarterfinders, they'll look like they'll be looking for a new manager next season as well. <laughs> uh, right. Match two uh, seems two completely contrasting crisps. We go Pickle on your Monster Munch against Walker's Ready Solid.
2: Now, I think. This is a real tough one because obviously you've got the classicness of the the ready salted walkers, which is a very like if if you're struggling for a flavour, you just go to the ready salted, don't you? you? Just go for it. That's you know what you're gonna get. It's very safe, very solid. Seven so out of ten lads, aren't they? You are? Seven out of ten lads, aren't they? They never let yeah, you down. They're, they're, they're Mr. Dependables in your team that you just always yeah, they're always that you get the multi you get that variety bag. The ready really they are never going to let you down, but then there's some in there that you think, "Oh gosh, not them!" I've been low, com- left with a prawn cocktail. Yeah,
0: are we comparing and then them? Are to- they the Burnley yeah. of the football world?
2: Kind of, but Burn- Burnley never let you down. After they do what they do, and they do it well. But then the Monster Munch, I just there's there's something a bit of fun, isn't there, about the Monster Munch? They've
1: the shape like hands,
2: exactly. And I watched the program. There was a what was the program? It was a program where they had to recreate food fast food like professional chefs like like michelin star chefs and no one could recreate a monster munch and i don't know if that says good things about a monster munch or a bad thing about a monster munch the professional chefs can <laughs> actually recreate it what dark so arts
1: are involved in making a monster munch except I, i'm unsure on this one where, where where are you simon i'm monster munch all the way it's got the flair players it's got the funny shapes if they, uh, one thing against it can be a little bit uncomfortable in your mouth because it, it just hits the top of your mouth sometimes. But for me, it's uh, yeah, it wins over walkers. They've not let you down, but I just don't think they've got enough. In the big moments, you need your big players to step up. And I think Monster Munch has got that. There we go, then. Monster Munch it is
0: absolutely. And then what looks like a very one sided uh, affair in game three sees sour cream and chai Pringles against uh, Worcester Sauce French fries.
2: Well, I, think I mean, it's, um, go on. No, well, I think you say one-sided, but for me, these ultimately are two of my favourite crisps, which is very, very hard for me. But i tell you what, I, I, the other thing, you don't, you just don't see the sauce French fries that often, do you? They're quite an elusive crisp. You, they're, not, they're not hard. I've never had them. Exactly, they're not easy to come by. I mean, I think... I remember seeing more of them 10 years ago than I do now. So I don't know why they've died off because they are, they are a good crisp. But I mean, for me, like, like I think, like we said previously, I think you know what you're getting again with the Pringles because you know the amount of Pringles you're always going to get in that tin, that can, <laughs> and it's exactly the same. I know if I if I pay a pound for that tin of Pringles, I'm going to be full at the end of it. Whereas if I pay my 30, 40p for probably even more than 40p for a bag of mustard sauce French fries, as as good as they are, I might have to side with the Pringles.
0: The thing is, as well, that the Chris games evolving into the amount of different crisps that there is now. Like before, if you saw a brown packet on the shelf, you knew it was either beef and onion, or it was Worcester sauce French fries, and you just you just don't see them on the shelves anymore.
2: Well, Worcester sauce is purple, isn't
0: it? Worcester sauce is purple in Walkers, but I think in French fries, I think it's I think it's brown.
1: Oh well, there we go. I mean, Sorry, well, what are you? I completely agree it's, uh, it's Pringles are through for me but what I, I would like to say at this stage it's been a great tournament for the Worcester French fries great to see them back on the big stage you know I feel oh, like I'm... this is like this is like Nottingham Forest having a good FA Cup room this isn't it you know a, a once proud club and you know making it back into the, the last eight it's a timely reminder isn't it of what of what a past law is yeah of what Chris yeah, that's, used that's to a... be
2: Ross well exactly I mean, some some fans forget, don't they? Some like oh, when we talk oh, about Chris, we Trump, talk,
1: Chris, Chris were invented before 1992, you know.
2: Exactly, exactly. And French fries were very proud, <laughs> going about their business. Leeds United were always in the <laughs> yeah. in the championship. Not as far as were rulers of Europe. We've got to remember all these facts, and French fries were up there, and it's just it's just nicer of them them brought into the. And Worcester sauce—it's one of those. Like, I mean, I don't know if I, does anyone put Worcester sauce in their baked beans. No, it's not
1: a condiment I have at home.
2: Oh, I mean a little bit on cheese on toast. Oh yeah, a little bit, bit of cheese on toast is nice. And a little bit in your baked beans—that's also tastier. I mean, two culinary tips are you. I mean, it's
1: only because of the Walkers French fries that I've been reminded of them tips. While we're on the beans chat, uh, Linda put up, uh, some like chili flakes in our baked beans the other day, delicious. I, oh, I, I, well. it. I mean, while we're on the chili flakes,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to where did I go? Put, home bargains put, and I didn't, some, I, I didn't really go
0: on. I was gonna say, put some chili flakes in your Worcester sauce french fries.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't realize home bargains had a whole frozen food and food section. Did you know that? Oh, did you go to the one near, the,
1: near that massive... Te- near, near the Adasta near in Pillsworth?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's impressive, that one, bargains, yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. So, but I found... So they did uh, a chili... a dried chili and salt, like, big jar, like, grinder. So bought it. Best thing ever, put it on your eggs. Oh, unbelievable on your eggs. I tell you. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> we, uh... Last match the, fourth... Is this a... Last last
0: tie, last tie. It's the Ross Derby. Nope. It's a uh, nice and spicy knickknacks against Salt and vinegar discos.
2: Well, I mean, like like we we said before, these are. I mean, I feel like I'm going to be slightly biased here because it has such strong memories for me. These two, Chris, the old first yeah. girlfriend, the old going on family holidays. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know if even the right person to actually
1: put things forward for this, so I think Simon, you're going to have to state the case, to be honest Well, I must admit, I've never been a big fan of a knickknack. and now a salt and vinegar disco, I've, I'm a massive fan of, and the thing with, you get so much flavour, flavour per pound on a salt and vinegar disco is higher than any other crispy in my opinion It's so tangy I mean, it's the tangy, just on your tongue you think it's going to explode the salt and vinegar disco, so f- for me just on the, the amount of flavour they're bringing to the table uh, it's the most extreme of the salt and vinegar um, collection, I would say, the salt and vinegar disco. For that, that's what I'm, I'm putting them through on. I mean, so I, I'm I think, happy. I think they'd overwhelm them with salt and vinegar tanginess. I mean, I'm happy to go with that because, to be honest, when I look back at the, the person I was going out with, it, it wasn't a great
2: relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but going on my caravan holidays to Wales, they were always good. So I'm happy for that, yeah.
0: Right, so do you want to know what that does to the semi-final draw?
2: Oh, I mean, listeners can't wait, if I know, to be honest. Can't
0: wait. Um So, semi-final number one sees uh, Quavers with home advantage against salt and discos. And then semi-final <laughs> pickled onion monster munch against sour cream Pringles.
1: Oof, wow. Uh, uh, presumably both semi-finals will take place at Wembley. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Are the fa- fans attending or...?
0: No socialists.
1: D- don't get me wrong. I'm a purist. I liked it in the old days when it used to be at Villa Park, but you know it's the modern way. One,
0: <laughs> one game at Villa Park. One game at Villa uh, <laughs> <game> Park. <laughs> yeah. The the Quavers are not happy. They've got me. Make... Right. Should we kick? Do you want to kick off with semi-final one?
1: Oh no! I think this oh, is for next week. Let's keep let's keep the listeners. Let's. Otherwise, no one will absolutely. listen next week. <laughs> I mean, I, I. This is.
2: I mean, the knickknack versus um, salt, and dip, salt and vinegar discos tie for me has brought up a lot of memories. So, <laughs> is it emotionally, I'm sh- emotionally, I'm just shot. I'm all over the place. <laughs> in the minute, so. I, I'm going to need a week to get my thoughts in, in order and but have real clarity for when I go into the semi finals, to be honest.
0: Okay. So that brings us to the end of the quarter finals for uh, the World Cup of Crisps. You re- you know what the semi final lineup is, and we'll be back next week uh, with the conclusion, the surprise conclusion of the World Cup of Crisps. <laughs> Welcome back to the last part of the podcast this week. And we're going to discuss our favourite slash least favourite people that we'd like to enjoy the rest of lockdown with. So um, we are going to pick. So I'm going to pick three players from Manchester United who I would like to spend lockdown with. Is that right, Ross? And Ross and Simon are going to pick three Liverpool players who they would like to spend the rest of lockdown with, or be interested to spend the rest of lockdown with, I should say.
2: That's it. You're in a four bedroomed house. You've got you've got you in one bedroom. You've got three other bedrooms to fill. You've got to choose from a team that you dislike the most, which is obviously Liverpool for us, and is obviously Man United for you. So there you go. That's that's the challenge.
0: So I tell you what, let's do one each rather than do rather do all three. We'll do all, we'll all do one each. So I don't I don't mind going I don't mind going first. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my first pick is uh, David de Gea.
1: So why have you chosen David de Gea?
0: Because,
1: because it's a real, a real battle of the bad beards, that isn't it? When you two. Are I...
0: <laughs> no, I'll let him. I'll let him win that one. Because somebody's got to go in net. I'm not. I'm not a big. Fan, I'm not a big fan of going in net. Somebody's got to go in net. Why not pick United? Yeah, how, often
2: you, how often are you going net in lockdown? How big is this I've not said how big the garden is
0: where we've got to, we've got it we're we'll playing football somewhere whether
2: well wow. okay I I well, alright I think one of mine I think Simon's definitely got on his list and I'm going to say it James Milner
1: just before we get fully into this have you two done current players because I haven't done current players have you gone you delved deep into the history <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What have you got, like John Aldridge, in there? Can... I've got, I've got written down in front of me. I've got John, John Bar, There we go. <laughs> I,
2: I was I, well. I mean, I didn't say that we're, we're going current squads, but no, yeah. A little bit historical. All right,
1: okay then. I'll go current squad. You can go for your historical angle. Yeah, I need a bit. Point. So my initial idea was I would just choose United players that have played for Liverpool but then I thought, do I really want to be spending that much time with Michael Owen? I mean he's that he doesn't mean, even like <laughs> Yeah Alright <laughs> Owen I've heard about your bloody race horses you know going about I guess Two months with Michael Owen and Paul Lynch put me off and then I've got John Barnes in at number one so I thought it'd be a bit of entertainment Okay, so you haven't got James Milner, then? No, James Milner. No, I think, Do you think James. You'd be, James, Milner, you'd be able to cope with the excitement, would you?
2: I think on the sli- James. I think on the slide, James Milner is quite a funny person, and I, I like. I mean, I should really hate James Milner because, in effect, he's played for Leeds, he's played for City, <laughs> and he's played for Liverpool. He can't for, get,
0: play, for, play for Newcastle as well.
2: Exactly, you can't really get four worst clubs to play for is United if can you but on I uh, James Milner's one of the players that I really think United missed the number on like actually signing. I think he's unbelievably good. But I also think he's quite like it the way he's took on the boring James Milner tag and some of his Twitter posts and things I think he's it, I think he's quite like I think he get you quite entertained so James Milner a bit funny. so you're John Barnes for the singing? Yeah. No other well, well, reason.
0: Well, I also went entertainment for one of my picks, and I picked, I picked Jesse Lingard.
2: Jalen's? Oh, I mean, I'm I United fan, and I couldn't stomach being <laughs> Jesse Lingard for <laughs> any <laughs> length of time. I, why have you chosen him? Oh, you'd be, he'd well, be it, committing murders with him. It, you know? it, it, <laughs>
0: It, it was either Jesse Lingard or Paul Pogba, and I still don't think Paul Pogba's ever really played for Manchester United. So, uh, but do you
2: mean, I mean, United have got a bigger squad than Jesse Lingard or Paul Pogba.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I, I, I looked at that list for 15, well, I'm I looked at that list for about five minutes, and I thought, I don't really want to spend any of my time with this, but at least yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Lingard might keep me entertained a little bit. I mean, I, you know what, you know
2: what Jesse Lingard and Paul Pogba'd be like, it's like there'd be someone like you go on like a lad's holiday with you you don't know or you go on a stag do with and they'd be all lads 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 to begin with and you'd be oh these seem fun but then they continue it and continue it and continue it and, you know to the point where you just say what are you trying to prove now just stop just stop doing. It. let's just be normal for a little bit
0: I, I, I couldn't ask- just- I didn't I, my third pick isn't Paul Pogba <laughs>
2: Wow, I mean, it'd be a nightmare house that you're living in, Jesse Lingard and Paul Pogba. you have all you have been doing is TikTok dances for the rest of your days in lockdown.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, go on, Simon. Let's have your historical one. Well, so well, I'll run through a few a few people that I ruled out. So I decided, obviously, no Luis Suarez. I come, if he gets hungry, you don't know what he's going to start <laughs> chewing on, do you? And, I mean, when, when he's in the queue for Asda. Yeah. (laughs) Of a nightmare. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, also, I don't want to live with a racist. And um, also, I I ruled out Sunez and Lawrence just because I think they get on my nerves. I couldn't be doing with either of them. They're a bit miserable, can't you, Sunez? Yeah. Um, In terms of who I am going to have, I'm currently in the process of trying to buy a house. So, just for property advice, I've put Robbie Fowler in. Uh Good Good choice. I
2: mean,. I think it'd be great. I think the problem is that he might try and, like, make you rent a council house.
1: <laughs> yeah, and well, he, he might, yeah, might try there, and yeah. usurp, usurp my, bar- my bid. Yeah, there is a risk of that. Yeah. But you'd
0: I think you just be a that, good
1: sounding board.
0: You'd have to live in Liverpool, I think. I'm not quite sure, you're, you're not quite <laughs> sure you'd are not want to do that, Simon.
1: Well, he's in now. I've, I've locked him in.
2: We've got John Barnes, Robbie Fowler, and you've got David De Gea and Jesse Lingard. Like even as a United fan, I'm You made me yeah. the with between mine. Right. Okay, so my next one. I mean I couldn't I like as much as I think Trent Alexander Arnold is a is a great right back, I, I couldn't live with him because he is so scouse, it's unbelievable. I, I couldn't have the Scouse accent around me consistently. I think that really wound me up. So, I mean, I'm looking through your squad list now, and it is. You know what else I'd do? i would do? I'll tell you what else I'll go with. Oxlade Chamberlain.
1: Yeah, he would be a nice guy to have around, actually. I think you've just been. Like, I tell you what, think I'd you say like about- Have a laugh. Nothing too pretentious, nothing too... You nothing think what boring, I think just... about Oxlade-Chamberlain is, and and this is important when you're in a house share, I reckon he'd be very polite. I reckon he'd always wash his dishes. Like, like you know, he wouldn't leave the house a mess, would he? No, that's what I think. He'd be, I mean, cons- I he'd think he'd be should... considerate. Him and Milner, very, I'd say both very considerate uh, housemates. Well, I think, I think, I, th- I think I've, I've paired him up quite well because I think Milner
2: obviously being one of the senior members of the squad. he. Obviously, he's been for his 20s. He knows, like, he's, he must know how to run a house by now and knows about the washing up and stuff. I think if Oxlade-Chamberlain needed, like, a little bit of time, come on, Ox, you need to get your washing up done, I think Milner would be the right person to do. I think I could step back from that kind of role of telling someone that needed to do it, and Milner could step in, like, just yeah. as one of the so on, little Yeah, i <laughs> naturally. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, th- I think it worked nice. I-, I could be that in-between guy between, you know, where... Uh, <laughs> Oxley Chamberlain comes to me and goes, "Have you heard what James has been saying to me?" I go, "Oh no." And Miller comes to me and goes, "Have you seen what Chambers is doing?" I go, oh no, don't, yeah. I'm, nice I
1: mean, little mix got going
0: on. To be fair to Oxley Chamberlain, his house is immaculate when he puts his uh, when his Instagram videos up.
1: Well, that's the other thing. He gets get to get involved in a few Zoom quizzes with um, thingy, don't you?
0: Yeah, do you oh, do Zoom yoga?
1: I've got the words "girls." What like... what's the band called? God, I'm hundred years A little old. bit. Little man, little man, and you're only just in your thirties. I'm only Simon. just in my thirties, but my has <laughs> really dropped off a cliff. Right, cheese it, cheese it.
2: Like, oh, I think we should go Simon first because I'm, I mean, I'm I want to leave your cheese, I want to leave your third pick to last because I think three. you're
1: living in the house of doom at the minute. Oh, <laughs> <yes. laughs> so, well, if you're allowed managers, I'd have Jurgen Klopp. Um, but if you're not allowed managers, then for me, it's. A, I think you Jamie, Jamie Carragher does come across as being quite a nice guy to live with, but he might spit at you if you're driving along. So I've. Put, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, put, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of lockdown, isn't it? You can't drive anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So I put Gibral Cisse down, and I just think we'll compare hair tips. Gibral Cisse. <laughs> <laughs> Why wait you? He's
0: got, uh, he's got some free clothes as well. He's got a fashion. He's got a fashion line as well.
1: Exactly, yeah, so he's bringing a lot to the
2: table. That's not something I've associated Simon with along the years, to be honest. <laughs> no, but that's why I need a housemate that's got those skill sets. Yeah, but I also think Gibraltar his fashion at some points of what he's wore has been atrocious, so I'm not sure. I mean, it, it would be like total opposite ends of the scale, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> right then, so my final one. I mean, I, I, so so far, I've got two English people and I think that's great, because we on Sunday, we're going to have a cracking Sunday roast. But I think during the week, you need someone who's just going to bring a bit of flair, don't you? That's just going to spice up. Because obviously, lockdown, you're going to the back yeah. each week. You're not buying takeaways that often. You just want to want to get someone who's going to bring something a bit different, like, culturally. So, for that reason, I mean, I've got to admit, <laughs> Alisson, with that beard, is quite mesmerising. No, he's handsome. Yeah. I mean, and and also, he's the one person, whenever we're whenever we watching Liverpool, and Claire's in the room, and obviously goal kicks, always goes on a close-up of the goalkeeper, always goes up to Alisson. Claire always goes, oh, he's fit, who's he? So I think, if I have Alisson living with me, I know where he is and I know what he's up to <laughs> so I can keep an eye on him. So he can cook, bring a bit of Brazilian flair for the cooking and I can keep my eye on him Know, know that he's not doing anything Dodger. Well,
0: fu- well, funnily enough, Ross, before I give you my third United player, I also picked three Liverpool players and you've picked two of my three Liverpool players.
2: Oh, so you did a well, list of six. <laughs> big, <laughs> big classic Jesus. <laughs> <geezer>. Big, <laughs> big <laughs> big fan of the list (laughs) (laughs) so you picked I'm guessing you picked Milner and Alisson then
0: no I picked I picked Oxlade Chamberlain and Alisson
2: not Mill, so who's your third Liverpool
0: so I I, I picked Trent Alexander-Arnold because he knows how to play chess and I thought that would keep me entertained because he could teach me how to play chess
2: you don't know how to play chess
0: no, I don't have to play chess. Never. I've, I think I've played it maybe twice, but I don't really know what the. I don't really know what the, what each. I don't really know what each each piece does. not know. Never. I never really played it in my life.
2: Right. Okay. Then cheese it. The house of death. How are you finishing it off? You've got David de Gea.
0: Well, I thought so Justin... after. After I'd gone with somebody who can go in net for, when I can, and then after for somebody who's going to keep me entertained. I thought then. I when I looked at the rest of the squad, I was like, well, if I actually have to do this properly and thought, who would I want to spend lockdown with? Could be around all the time, every day. The only person that I could think of was Marcus Rashford. That is the only one.
2: I mean, I, I, what, what, I think what you've done subconsciously is this, you've you chose Marcus Rashford because you've looked and gone... When Marcus Rashford's with Jesse Lingard, he's an absolute buffoon. So, if we sit down together in quarantine for six weeks, they can't get away from each other. It's going to bring Marcus Rashford down. So, I think you've tried to be quite
1: snide about this, Jesus.
0: <laughs> well, I'm trying to sabotage the rest of the United seasons. Sort That's of what I'm
1: trying
0: to do. Yeah. Um, oh, I, no, when you said
1: Marcus me. Rashford, I thought you, were, just, I thought you uh, were living in the past. I thought you were just answering the old uh, best young player in the Premier League question again. <laughs> It's
0: not episode three anymore. <laughs> well, he's, last on, he's, he's last on this list of six and
2: four. Now, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, because the other ones I thought about was Harry Maguire, and I thought, I don't, I don't really know if I could live with Harry Maguire. Why Slaphead. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think, I think my dislike for Harry, Harry Maguire has come to the surface in trying to decide whether I wouldn't want to live with him for seven weeks or not.
1: Again, I mean, McGuire, he'd have the or organised, wouldn't he, for who's doing the washing on what days? Do you and reckon? I'd give run, run a tight schedule, yeah.
0: And I've probably done him a, a bit of a disservice because he's obviously he's helped quite a lot with uh, with fundraising and stuff for um, for the NHS. So probably I've done him a bit of a disservice there. And I, would he annoy me probably as much as Jesse Lingard? Probably not. But Jesse Lingard might be the one that keeps me entertained.
2: Right, I mean, it, it, just quickly then, Simon, off the top, of your head, as cheesy, unexpectedly three, and who is he? Do with his own team? The people he spend his own teams
1: locked down with? Who would you pick? Well, I think I'd probably, I probably. think I'd probably take Rashford. Uh, I think he is quite a nice guy. I wouldn't have Martial. I couldn't be dealing with the love trouble. And you know, he'd always be whinging, wouldn't he? Just chat, he wanted to talk to me about his broken heart. I couldn't be dealing with that. Uh I... And the constant look when he just looks at you for any reason that you think, yeah, why have I annoyed you? Why, <laughs> what have I done to annoy you? Uh, one matter, I think, just thoroughly nice guy. And yeah. and then for a third, I mean, it's a tough one. And For me, it's a toss-up between Maguire or uh, or Lindelof. So i i go Maguire...
2: And then I'd go Rashford. And then I'd go Luke Shaw. And the only reason I picked Luke Shaw is because I could go to him. Oh, we're both putting a bit of weight on here.
1: <laughs> we should... Yeah, he'd always be up for a takeaway <laughs> pizza. Yeah, he'd always have a <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> should we get a Domino's? It's two for Tuesday.
2: <laughs> we can always go for a run tomorrow, can't we, Luke? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs>
0: Well the other well, the other thing, just going back to Alison before when you mentioned about the food, that I think he's put a picture up every I think I maybe every other day on Instagram for the last like week and a week and a half. He has a barbecue every day. Every <laughs> well, single day. Uh, every single day stood next to the barbecue. The other day he put them on the barbecue that was in, that it was like nine o'clock in the morning. Well, like, I mean, breakfast.
2: I did no I did no prior research to this, but you saying that has made me feel even cheerier about my choice now.
0: Yeah. Well when you said about food, I was like, it's Ruston it's like the the whole thing at the minute is I think even on the Zoom chat the other day that Jürgen Klopp asked Alison how he was how his barbecue was getting on.
2: Well, there you go. So you pick well. You Thank you. I think I think I, I mean I I I can't believe you picked Jesse Lingard, to be honest.
0: Well, I must. I must admit, if we did this again. I probably wouldn't pick him. I think he. I think. No, I think. I think. We've We've been talking about him for the last five minutes. He's already annoying me. So, um, <laughs> yeah,
2: maybe.
0: I maybe I would. Maybe I would have picked Luke Shaw.
1: Right. Well, another great show.
0: Another great show. Thank you very much, fellas.
2: We'll see you all soon. See you all soon. Stay safe.
0: Thanks for listening to the three-thirds Mank One-third Scouse podcast. Give it a like, give it a share and let us know what you think on Twitter at Mank3. that's at maNCthRWE. and keep listening for more new podcasts every week.